0: Jewish Audio on Kaban.org. The Basics of Chassidus Chapter 11, Illuminating One's Surroundings The Rebbe Rashab was once asked to describe a Chassid. He replied, a Chassid is a lamplighter. In every situation, the path of Chassidus is to generate light. Fighting evil, evil may be a noble task, but it's not our mission in life. Our job is to bring in more light. The flame the chassid carries is not only their own, it must be shared with others. Where others just see darkness, the chassid sees lamps waiting to be kindled. With this perspective, the chassid exerts all efforts to kindle the light of the neshama within all those they can possibly reach. The chassid may be assertive, but never forceful. With gentle persuasion, the chassid finds the way to illuminate the lives of others to the point that they too become lamplighters. Beyond the chassid's intentional, targeted efforts, there is an extensive environmental influence. Light attracts, so when one shines brightly with the light of Torah and mitzvahs, others will be drawn close. Be a beacon of light and influence by personal example, as there is no projected limit to who can be reached. Section 3. How to. Give it your best. A fundamental principle of Aveda is that one must serve God in a manner that is consistent with their unique character and innate qualities. If a high-powered individual makes do with being just average, an integral element of their mission was not completed. It is said if someone has the skills to work with precious gems but chooses instead to work at baking bread, although baking bread is a most necessary craft and occupation, this person is considered to have committed a sin. The analogy in the realm of Aveda can be easily understood. One is not meant to seek to be the best at. Our world is more than a jungle of competitive excellence. We are each given individual strengths set to accomplish our personal missions. We are meant to do our best. The awaited moment. While all souls have missions which encompass their lifetime, each soul has a specific moment and opportunity which is the primary purpose for its descent. This highlighted mission is at the center of the soul's agenda in this world. This is reflected in the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov that a soul can descend to this world and live an entire life just to do a single favor for another person without detracting from the value of the countless acts of Torah mitzvah mitzvahs a person accomplishes in a lifetime, one moment is uniquely their own. While every mitzvah is intrinsic to creating the Diribatach we each have our unique moment of ultimate opportunity. Incidentally, we're not afforded with the insight as to which moment or circumstance will be our primary moment of purpose. Therefore, one should consider each occasion and juncture as if it is the entire purpose for which one's soul came down to this world. By taking this approach, one ensures that when life's pivotal moment does indeed present itself, it will not be passed by. Instead, this constant pursuit of purpose will transform even ordinary activities into cherished moments of whole-hearted investment." Despite our lack of knowledge of the particulars of our unique personal mission, an individual can find some indication as to where they should invest extra effort. This is done by identifying the tasks in which one encounters the most challenging obstacles. From the fact that the Yates Sahara invests so much effort to derail and disturb these particular activities, one can reason that they must be intrinsic to the person's unique mission. Therefore, finding one's area of particular challenge is a clue into the unknowable moment of ultimate personal fulfilment. Section 4. The Dira Within Inviting God into Daily Life After the giving of the Torah at Sinai, God commanded Moshe to tell the Jewish people, Make for me a sanctuary and I will dwell within them. On a basic level, this wording requires explanation. One would expect the verse to state, and I will dwell within it, implying that God will dwell within the Mishkan, who are the them in which God wishes to dwell. Commentaries explain that beyond the communal sanctuary, them indicates that God wishes to dwell within each and every Jew. Not only was the Jewish community made responsible to join forces and contribute of their possessions to create a physical edifice as a home for God, moreover, each Jew is enjoined to create a sanctuary, a space for God within their hearts." Making Adira Batakhtonim is not only about changing the world, it is also about changing ourselves. The Torah is instructing us to invite God to dwell within our person. We are all naturally conditioned with tendencies and character traits which are self-serving and insensitive to godliness. A person's responsibility is to transform those inner spaces, to become holy, receptive, and dedicated to serving God. As discussed previously, the person is a composite of two souls, the Nefesh bahamis an animalistic soul which vitalizes the body, and the Nefesh elikis, the godly soul. Each soul possesses a complete infrastructure comprised of pleasure, will, intellect, and emotion. These soul powers express themselves, through the garments of the soul, which are thought, speech, and action. We discuss the complex relationship between these two souls and how they compete for control of the mind and body. The godly soul naturally strives for attachment to the divine and wishes to engage all of the person in fulfillment of God's wishes. This is resisted by the animalistic soul whose self-centered desires and tendencies prefer to indulge in bodily pleasure while remaining oblivious of godliness every element of life is consumed in this struggle there is never a moment when the average person can let their guard down and assume that their internal impulses are entirely positive in this context we can define the nefesh bahamis as the tahtan within the person as well as the physical body a tangible member of this lowest world. Therefore, on a personal level, the creation of a Batakhtoim means to permeate, harness, and elevate the human body and the Nefesh HaBahamis. Building the Sanctuary On a general level, the refinements of the Nefesh Bahamis and the creation of a sanctuary within are primary elements of chasidus's path of Aveda Hashem that was elaborated upon in a previous chapter. Here, we shall discuss some of the particulars in making this happen while highlighting their various themes within the Dira B'tachtainim ideal. Within our daily activities, there are two general categories, each of which provide unique opportunity to make ourselves into a dwelling for God. Number one palpable spiritual engagement through learning Torah and keeping mitzvahs, and number two, elevating the mundane by living everyday life with spiritual purpose and elevation. Torah. The empowerment to achieve inner transformation is through Torah. Torah and God are one, and when a Jew learns Torah, his mind becomes one with divine wisdom. The truth of the Torah softens the Nefesh Bahamis while giving the Jew the strength and ability to redirect its indulgent tendencies. Mitzvahs While Torah study is an engagement of the mind and speech, mitzvah performance utilizes the body and its limbs as conduits for the divine. Engaging far more of the Nefesh Bahamis and the body, the entire person becomes encompassed in the holiness of these divine commandments. Prayer, beyond being a time of attachment to God, prayer is the primary opportunity for the godly soul to tame the nefesh bahamis. Centered upon self-indulgent habits, the nefesh bahamis is not intellectually honest. Selfish bias does not allow for the study of ideas such as Achdus Hashem and Dirbatachteinim to resonate. However, during prayer, when the person focuses on connecting to these ideas and recognizing God's supremacy, oneness, and desiring creation, both intellectually and emotionally, the animalistic soul perks up. The enthusiasm of emotion speaks the language of the Nefesh bahamis, and it begins wishing to live a truer life. Everyday Activities the person's engagement in Torah mitzvahs may be natural to the Nefesh yet they remain foreign to the Nefesh The animalistic soul realizes that its godly counterpart has an unwavering commitment to fulfilling these responsibilities and yields to the Nefesh HaLakis obliging without it fully resonating. It follows that specifically the mundane activities are where the Nefesh is met on its own turf, being realigned into real change. Interestingly, the majority of a person's lifestyle is preoccupied with mundane activities. We eat, sleep, and work, only spending a relatively small amount of time actively fulfilling our religious obligations. The person assumes that these activities best represent our natural human selves. No divine commandments are necessary to encourage these activities because we are naturally inclined to ensure that our needs are met. In truth, the prominence of these mundane activities is because they are the ultimate opportunity for our Vedas Specifically in these areas of life we are told, all your actions are meant to be done for the sake of heaven and within all our pursuits we are to know God we are to find the way for every element of everyday human life to be all about serving God. These activities may be the forte of the animalistic soul, however, specifically within this stronghold of self-centeredness, a realignment can take place. Rather than caring for one's needs simply out of necessity and enjoyment, the whole person engages in them l'shem shamayin, for the sake of a higher purpose. Indeed, this obligation doesn't feel obligatory. We will still eat when we are hungry, sleep when we are tired, and it will feel quite habitual. However, the intent and meaning will be godly. Somehow, we will discover that our regular human selves are all about godliness. Living a divine life within the mundane, we can realize that our truest self is our godly identity. It is important to note that finding godly intention and purpose within the mundane is indeed significant. Nevertheless, it should not be glorified. Regardless of its virtue as the most encompassing effort in creating one's inner sanctuary for God – primary focus must always be given to the study and practice of Torah and mitzvahs. Take care of your needs because you have to, do it because God wants you to, but keep track of your priorities. Nothing is as valuable and precious as fulfilling God's actual commandments.